You're listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. This podcast is for women starting or growing their own business and features episodes about money management, reducing financial stress, and how to grow a profitable business that's built to last. We want to see women in business thriving. So if you avoid discussing money, lack confidence managing money, or want to struggle less while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's make finance fun and money matter. I'm your host, Sonia Belzarolo. And this is the Her Money, Her Business podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Her Money, Her Business podcast. And what a great episode it is. When I got a DM from Kate Toon asking if I wanted her to come on the podcast and talk about money, after I fell off my chair, I of course said, heck yes. When I started this podcast um, late last year, I wrote out a list of dream guests and Kate Toon was top of the list. So needless to say, I was so excited to get to talk to her. So chatting to Kate about her business journey, money and mammoths, hashtag money mammoths, it's actually a thing on Instagram. Uh, It was such a delight for me and the wisdom about business and money that Kate openly shares online and in this podcast is really what I love about what she does and why I wanted to have her on the podcast in the first place. So if you don't know Kate Toon, um, not sure who doesn't know Kate Toon, but if you don't, here is her official bio before we get chatting. Kate Toon is an award-winning digital marketing entrepreneur, a Google Beast tamer, and a straight-talking copywriting coach. She's also a popular educator, speaker, author, and podcaster. A proud business misfit, a madly good hula hooper, and slightly wonky roller skater, I'd also add after talking to Kate that she's an all-round, honest, down-to-earth human. Kate works from her fabulous Toon Cave in her backyard alongside her CFO, that's her chief fairy office dog, Pomplemousse. So let's dive into this episode to talk to Kate about her business journey, the financial lessons she's learned along the way in building her business, and how to slay your money mammoths. Hi, Kate Toon. Thank you so much for being on the Her Money, Her Business podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Well, it's wonderful. We were just saying this is the first thing we're doing in 2022. So this is a good way to start the year. It is. Have a chat about money. Money, money, money. (laughs) Why not? Um, All right. So on the podcast, it is a new podcast, obviously, but on the podcast and what I'm aiming for really is to help women excel at money management. So I'm a business financials coach and a bookkeeper. Um, I want to help people reduce financial stress um, and grow a profitable business that's built to last. So there's two questions that I ask the guests that are coming on. So the first one is how can we as women make finance fun? Because I think that learning, discussing, and really getting to know our money means that we're changing the way we think about money. Um, So how can we make it fun? That's an interesting question. Um, I think the first thing I would say is not everything in business has to be fun. You know, like uh, uh, if you're looking for pure pleasure in your business, then you're probably going to be pretty disappointed. So some things in business necessarily slightly unpleasant and money was one of those things for me I was relatively financially illiterate um so I think it doable digestible achievable might be words that I might apply because I don't know if it's ever fun I'm not sure if I've got to the point of funness um 
So I think for me, it's been about very much breaking it down into bite-sized chunks, mm. uh, learning like a child, like not beating myself up for the fact that financial stuff doesn't come easy to me. Other yeah. things do. I'm great at other things. Yeah. Um, and realizing that it takes a long time. It's taken mm. me a good three or four years to fully understand my numbers. And I still, there's still areas where I'm a bit like, mm, yeah. don't ask me too many questions about that bit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think being patient with yourself. Mm. Um, and then the funness comes when you have those aha moments and you're mm. like, oh my God, I finally understand what profit and loss means. Yes. My goodness, yay. Yes. And you get that lovely dopamine hit of, of achievement. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess it can be fun as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Parts of it doesn't all, like you say, have to all be fun and it's not going to be. Um, yeah. Yes. And uh, why does money matter to you in your business? What's it done for you in your business besides the obvious? Oh. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, huge. I, I think, you know, a lot of us start a business for other reasons, especially women. Um, you know, maybe we're looking for a, a, an opportunity that will allow us to have a family, start a family, be with our family. Um, maybe we're just sick of the rat race and we want to get away from it. We're sick of having horrible bosses and, and, and you know, living in the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. So we might not start a, a business with money as our primary goal. And we might never think we're going to make much money. We're like, look, doesn't have to make a lot of money as long as I'm happy, yeah. as long as I can spend time at home. And we kind of kind of put money to the side because it feels too hard and we don't want to fail. Mm. But once you grasp money, I mean, for me personally, I'd say about six, six or seven years ago, I was about $50,000 in debt to the tax man, huge mortgage, you know, no real savings. Mm. Fast forward to now, um, no debt, no credit cards, no home loan no car loan, no mortgage, uh, two uh, investment properties, starting to build up my share portfolio, have some crypto. Oh my God, who am I? <laughs> and, and most importantly, I have security. You know, yeah. most of us women, we're going to be here a long time after our partners. If we have a partner, mm. we're going to live to a mighty old age, we hope. And it's a growing problem that a lot of women at a certain age have absolutely no money, no super, or they divorce from their partner and they're left on the bad end of it. And, and they're destitute. It's a, yeah. Female homelessness is a huge problem, not to get yeah. too bleak. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even if we're not homeless, we don't want to be at the stage when we're old, where we're sitting in our flat being eaten by our cats yes. and no one notices until you know they come to deliver a letter you know mm. we don't want that mm. so <laughs> that's a bit catastrophizing so you know but I think it's yes I could talk you know as I just did about oh I've got this and I've got this and I've got this but the biggest thing I've got is confidence yeah and a bit yeah. of security in this crazy world yeah. that I might be okay when I'm old and yes. that for me is very important yeah, absolutely. And I love that you talked about that, even though it's a bit, you know, it's going down the, the macabre road of, you know, women not having things and divorce and all that sort of stuff. But that is sort of an underlying thing in this podcast for me as well. And I want to also in the future um, monetize this so I can support um, women in financially abusive situations. Um, because like you say, it is so prevalent these days that women are moving into, you know, their later years and they don't have any financial acumen at all. And if they want to start a business or even, you know, through a divorce and all of a sudden they need to start working, whatever, they don't have that financial information to move them forward. And it's a real problem. 
Um, and so, yeah, thank you for bringing it up because it definitely ties in with everything I'm trying to do here as well yeah. on the podcast. I yeah. mean, it's, not, it's not pretty and it's the side of, you know, on Instagram there's not many people talking about that side of things but you know mm. I separated from my partner three years ago mm. and that was made much easier by the fact that I had enough money to do that yes and I see you know a lot of women staying in relationships simply because they can't afford to leave them and mm. um, so I'm really glad that that's kind mm. of the backbone mm. of this podcast and what a brilliant thing it would be if you could mm. give back yes. to women in that situation that'd be amazing fantastic yes, that's right yeah and so I wanted to talk really on on this particular episode with you about your money journey and to, to spend a bit of time sort of sharing the things that you've learned along the way because I really love and respect and I'm a, I'm a bit of a fangirl um, of yours about you know just everything that you've done over your career and things I think you're an inspiration to lots of people and so I, I know that you talk a bit about money you know and share information about that to your community and your members and your students and so I think that would be a great thing to talk a little bit further about so I've read one of your blogs in particular, the My Money Hurdles one, gave a snapshot of your history. So, you know, started with your copywriting business 2009, then you moved into passive income and then obviously released those bigger products that you've got happening now. So the recipe for SEO success, which I've done and clever copywriting, did your master chefs. So what do you think um, to start with have been your biggest money challenges along the way? I think starting off with just real financial illiteracy and mm. telling myself the story which I've done since childhood that I wasn't good at maths and I wasn't good at money so that was a huge help because if you don't get your mind right everything's a bit screwed up after that yeah. also we all carry a lot of baggage from our parents mm -hmm. and my parents are very much never a borrower or a lender b don't have credit cards don't yeah. have debt which sounds on the surface like it makes a lot of sense don't have debt but some debt is good debt some yeah. debt allows you to move forward you've got to yeah. take a degree of risk so coming into my business very cautious very timid not wanting to make any big moves meant that nothing big happened mm. so that was the biggest mm. hurdle to begin with and then this kind of attitude that you know I, I had spreadsheets and I tried to keep a vague track of things but it wasn't really until I got a accounting software I use zero I'm a big mm. fan of them you know yeah. not an affiliate they don't have an affiliate program I wish yeah. they did yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know using that but even using that I was never fully aware of how much money was mine mm. you know like I'd put a bit aside for tax and a bit for, I didn't really know what I was doing yeah. every time tax came around and then it was bass I was mm. like oh my god I haven't got enough money Yep. I haven't got enough money. And then I was borrowing from next month and blah, blah, blah. And, and I also felt, God, I'm working really, really hard. Why am I still so poor? Yeah, like I thought, you know, yeah. where is it? Where's it all going? So those things were boundaries just because I wasn't looking at my numbers and I wasn't taking it seriously. And I really wasn't conscious that, you know, of every dollar I earn, X goes to the tax man, this much is GST, this much is profit, this much is for expense. I had no idea about that. Yeah. So, you know, that was how I started out. Um, and those were the biggest barriers I had to begin with. Mm. And they held me back, I'd say, probably for about the first five or six years in my business. Yeah. I made money, I was bumbling along and I was surviving, yeah. but I definitely wasn't thriving. Yeah, yeah. And what, what's been your most rewarding success with money along the way? 
I think again, I'm sorry, I've got this banging the same drum, but it's education. Yeah. So I read Profit First by yeah. Mike Musk. Yes. I can't remember. Yes. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. I had a great session uh, with um, uh, Laura Elkasasi, whose name I always mispronounce. I'm sorry, Laura. <laughs> she's a Profit First. She's like head of Profit First in Australia or something. Yeah. I saw at a conference talking about the Profit First mentality, which in a nutshell is what I just said. Looking at 100% and saying 1% is profit, 50% is pay, blah, blah, blah. So she helped me wrap my head around that. She helped me set up the bit different bank accounts. She stayed with me for the first three to six months where I violently resisted (laughs) doing what she told me. And that was really the making of, of, of my business. And that was about, I'd say about five or so years ago, yeah. because then I saw what yes. I was doing yeah. and, you know, I saw that my pricing wasn't enough, that I wasn't putting enough aside for my expenses, that I couldn't afford this fancy thing yet mm. that um, my salary that, and then I started to pay myself a salary again, which yeah. took away all this kind of feast and famine fear it just, it was revolutionary. Mm. And, and that mm. then allowed me to see opportunity yeah. because I was blind then. I was just struggling. You know, when, you, when you're living hand yes. to mouth with money, yes. you yeah. can't have big ideas because you're yeah. always terrified. You can't be creative from a place of fear. Mm. You can mm. only be creative. Like we didn't, as, as humans, we didn't start painting on the walls in the caves until we had enough mammoths mm. stored at the back of the cave. Mm-hmm. So you need to get your money mammoths killed (laughs) before you can have big ideas and move forward money mammoth hashtag money mammoth there we go that's (laughs) love it that's great um (laughs) yes i love the profit first system and i think it's it's obviously a a learning process to go through and get your head around it but once you do yes it it definitely changes your your business that's that's fantastic and what are what are some of the I, i know Right now, there's a lot more talk about money and people obviously find money uncomfortable to talk about, but I think it's starting to shift where people are being a lot more open to talking about it. So what are some of maybe the money discussions or the things that you're happy to share with your community that you think really helps change people's thoughts around money and managing it? Well, I think... There's a big tall poppy syndrome, isn't there? That like, you don't want to be seen, you know, me sitting here saying I've paid off my mortgage. That will that will trigger some people and yeah. that will make some people not like me yeah. as it did me when I had no money and I heard other people who paid off the mortgage. I was like, God damn you, you know, good for you. Um, so people don't want to talk about the fact that they're doing well and yeah. therefore there's no discussion about how they did well. Yeah. We don't talk about you know, we see other business owners and we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, mm. whether they have inherited wealth, yes. whether they are being supported by a partner. Yes. Um, you know, so a lot of businesses, you know, they look like they're a huge success, but there's mm. no pressure on that person to make money because they have a wealthy partner, yeah. which I don't have. I wish I did. Yeah. You know, we don't know about their childcare situation, their mental health. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yes. And we don't really know how much money anybody is making. Yes, that's Because right. I can turn up on Instagram looking with my glass of Verve Clicquot Mm -hmm. um, celebrating my launch Mm -hmm. but that launch I could have spent a hundred grand on Facebook ads and made a hundred and twenty thousand dollars there's no real discussion about margins revenue profit Mm -hmm. there's no real honesty and then beyond that none of that really matters Mm -hmm. because doesn't matter how much money you have if you're miserable 
if you've got mental health issues, if you're not enjoying your day, if you're stressed, if you're burnt out, well, it's all moot anyway. So yeah. it's there's so much funniness about it. And, you know, if a, a friend of a friend of mine published an article the other day and got huge bite back because she was I talking about that. how much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, how much money she spent on uh, stuff, mm. you know, and, mm. and to the mm. average person, the amount she was spending each month seemed astronomical, mm. but to a different demographic, mm. you know, yeah. not very much. Yeah. And so pitching your money conversations at the right level for right people you don't want to alienate the people who are starting out you don't want to alienate the low income you don't want to be saying stupid things like we all have the same 24 hours in a day yeah when you don't understand people's circumstances so it's it's a real minefield and I think if we talk about money we are likely to make mistakes or offend someone yeah, the internet is just sitting, waiting yeah. to be offended. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, um, but yeah. I think I think that doesn't mean we shouldn't keep on talking about it. Yes, um, it's like any I think any topic that causes reactions in people, you just need to keep talking about it to make it that little bit more normal for people, rather than something that they're going to instantly get their back up about, which is going to happen. I mean, you know, we can't please all the people all the time. <laughs> Yeah. I know that. Yes. <laughs> I know that from experience. Yeah, yes. yeah that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and how how do you how do you handle just talking about that? A little bit off topic, but how do you handle that negative side of things in business? Look, I think in the early days it would literally slay me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to pretend it didn't. I'm a very sensitive, empathetic, slightly over emotional. I don't know. No, I'm just emotional. There's no yeah. over there. But yeah. I'm a very emotional person. And I don't separate my emotion from my business as much as maybe I could or I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I got a negative feedback, I'd spend three days stewing on it and trying to think of a response. Yeah. These days, if I get negative feedback, I usually either delete it or I ignore it. It's really mm-hmm. powerful to just ignore people who are being yeah. rude because all they want is a reaction. Yes. Um, you know, and I think I'm, I'm older now, you know, <clears throat> I started my business when I was like 35, I'm now 47. And yeah. I just don't have as many F's to give. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. like myself more. I know who I am. I know mm. I'm a good person as much as I, anyone is. And my opinion of myself doesn't change based on other people's opinions of me as mm. much as it did. I mean, look, we're all human. I have bad days. Mm. But generally, I also don't court controversy. So I, I will give my opinion if it's asked for. Yeah. I'm not going to give unsolicited advice. And I'm aware that often people ask for opinion, but they don't really want it. Mm. Uh, yes. They think yes. they do, but they don't. Yeah. So, you know, I know someone said to me the other day, oh, you know, it was a lunch we were having. Oh, you know, I love, she's in my membership. She said, I love all the stuff you do. So I was talking about you to somebody and they said, yeah, I find Kate Tune a bit much. Mm. I think she's a bit much. Mm. And at the time I was like, oh God, am I a bit much? And it really, it made me feel a bit rubbish to be honest on you. And I was like, oh God, I'm too much. And then I was like, you're always going to be too much for some people. For someone, yeah. What can you do? You know, I don't like everybody. So why would everyone like me? Yeah, So It's not easy. And there's a degree of stepping away from the internet, Mm. taking a breath, hugging a tree, stroking a dog. Yeah. and coming back and, and yeah. not letting the opinion of some random dude called Barry in mm. a garage mm. stop you living your best life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's great advice. So why do you think we don't like talking about money? Why do you think that is? Because I just think we all worry that it's such a comparison. I think we all worry we don't have enough. Yeah. And I think 
society especially always has you know I'm listening to a great book by Bill Bryson at the moment all about the home and ever since we were like women cavemen it's always been like I'm back to my cavemen Sonia I'm back to my mammoths yes it's always yes. been like Sonia's got more mammoths than me Sonia's <laughs> mammoth is bigger than my mammoth yeah and and there's this judgment that like we are judged by how fancy our car is, how big our house is, whether we have mm. a pool or not, whether we've got a Gucci handbag mm. and whether you decide to play into that or not, it's mm. there, mm. it's there, yeah. you know? And I think we're all worried that we're going to be judged for our money and, and we're all worried that there's not going to be enough. I mean, mm. we're all, the world is a scary place. Mm. Are we going to have enough when yeah. we're old? Are we going to survive? Therefore you can never stop because mm. how much is enough? Mm. and it's human nature I think yeah. it's just to, to, to worry about we're like we're all squirrels we want to make sure we have enough nuts to get ourselves through the winter mm. and we see somebody else with a few more nuts and it throws us into a panic mm. so yeah yes. <laughs> I've got yes. some terrible analogies Sonia we've got mammoth and squirrel nuts squirrel so. yes well you know lots of we love animals so there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that <laughs> so was there ever in your career so far was there ever a defining moment that changed your view on money because you've talked about you know obviously our parents and our upbringing and our experiences with money in our early years was there a defining moment that changed your view or it, was it just a progress yeah, I think it's like a slow dawn, a slow yeah. realization. There've been moments in my business that have knocked my socks off when I, you know, about a year and a half into recipe course, I think mm -hmm. or two years in, you know, I sold the whole course out. I think I sold 80 spots in like six hours. Yeah. And yeah. I made more money in that day than I made in the first two years of my mm -hmm. business. Yeah. And that, that felt wrong. It felt dirty. I felt... <laughs> delighted ashamed yeah. appalled amazed a lot of, a lot of emotions that day yeah. Sonia yeah. um so that you know I've had a few days like that and then more recently in December I I really just was burnt out from the year uh, not like burnt out frazzled but just I'd had enough I couldn't yeah. be bothered yeah. and I've spent 12 years building a business that allow that has so much recurring income that even if I don't turn up for a month, it shouldn't make a big difference. Yeah. But I'd never yeah. not turned up for a month. I'd never mm. tested that. Yeah. So in December, I had whole days where I did nothing. Yeah. And and yeah. I and I and still money was coming in. And I was like, this feels wrong. It feels yeah. weird. Yeah. But if this yeah. is this is exactly what I wanted from my business. I've got it. Mm. And now I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. So there's been a few. Yeah odd moments yes but no yes. moment where I went haha finally I understand your money mm. um no I mm. still go into zero and look at a few of the reports in zero and go I don't know what that means and you know even now yes. so yeah no nah. that's okay yeah we don't it's need a journey. To zero experts we just need to have <laughs> our knowledge in hand so we know what we're doing yeah. And have some experts. So yeah. I'll be very yeah. honest, you know, I always had an accountant. That was the yeah. first hire I ever made. Yeah. And now I have a bookkeeper, yeah. um, not full time, but she, yeah. you know, does a couple of days a week mm. and she generates reports for me and helps me understand my numbers. Yeah. Um, and my accountant, you know, helps me understand my numbers. So mm. I get expert advice, yes. you know, it's not yes. just me. And I think that's one of the keys too, is having the right person that gets your business. And I know I see in some of the Facebook groups all the time when people are posting, looking for suggestions on an accountant or a bookkeeper, 
there's just so because they've had a bad experience there's just so many people out there i think that don't understand the online world in particular um, and women in business creating businesses that it's their money you know that's part of also her money her business is it's your money it's your business so you know you understand it and have the right people around you to help you do that there's yeah. it's, i think it's really important to try and get that right person that gets your business yeah. and someone that's going to listen and let you ask stupid questions and not make you feel a fool exactly. you know i work in the world of seo which is yeah. quite complex for some people yeah. and some seo people will deliberately make it more confusing because then you have to keep paying them yes. you have to put your trust in them you mm. need an accountant that's willing to answer that like you know i will probably this week ask my bookkeeper for the umpteenth time what's the profit and loss report for again yeah. and she will explain it to me and not make me feel stupid yeah and that's so important and i think being able to ask the right questions Mm. repeatedly until you get it until it clicks yeah. is really important as well and yeah they've got to understand the online world they've got to maybe understand profit first they've got to understand the platform that you choose to use like if you're using rounded but they want you to use myob well they're not the right accountant for you you shouldn't yeah. have to move your mm. accounts because the accountant only works on this well then yes. you know you're not the right person yeah. for me yeah. your business as mm. you said your business your money yeah. my way i'm paying you so you will work how I want you to work to yeah. some degree. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Having the confidence to do that. Yeah, know what you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. I was reading on your My Money Hurdles blog as well that you had listed out your, you know, like you say, your vague goals and things. Mm -hmm. And your current goal at that time was continue to earn current revenue with current expenses but work fewer hours. Do you think you're achieving the fewer hours now? I think you might be. Yeah, I mean, you know, my goal was to, to earn seven figures in a year. That was, you know, revenue. Let's be honest, revenue, not yeah. profit, yeah. Um, which I did and, you know, was wholly unsatisfying. It's not like you get a prize when you do that. You can't yeah. tell anybody. No one cares. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I could keep pushing, you know, to earn multiple seven figures. I could get a bigger team. I could do, but I don't care. I don't, I don't, I, I take the very much. I don't know if you've read the Spanish fisherman allergy, uh, analogy, but you should read it. But at some point you know it's like the exchange of time and money becomes very mm. real especially as you get older and i think yeah. last year taught us a lot so mm. yes i don't necessarily want to earn any more mm. i have actually set my revenue goal lower this year by yeah. about two hundred thousand yeah. to take the pressure off myself yeah i've made sure that on that amount of money i can pay my team because i kept my team all the way through covid yeah. i can pay myself a good salary i can afford all my subscriptions and I can do a few fun things, experiment, you know, launch a new thing. Yeah. It might not make money for a bit, but that's okay. So yeah. I've, I've set it at a level of comfort. I'm all about comfort now, not mm -hmm. pushing comfort. And yeah, I am working fewer hours. So I, I generally, you know, work very quite hard Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Friday are more days for my, for thinking and doing yeah. stuff for myself. But I'm trying to incorporate going to the gym and finishing at three and mm. I'm yeah. just stopped. The thing is, as well, though, I have to be honest, I'm in a slight, I sound like a smug gibbon. <laughs> I am 12 years in and there yes. were many, yes. many long days, long nights, hard yes. weekends to get where I've got to. Yeah. Um, so I'm not dismissing that. It's just, mm. I can't do it anymore. I'm tired. Mm. I'm very tired. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I have to earn a bit less money, so be it. Uh, yeah. Money is not my God. 
as much yeah. as it used to be. And I think that's an important point to a piece of advice for people is not everyone wants to earn seven figures and a million dollars. Not everyone has the capacity, like we were saying earlier, to work all day, every day. If you have kids and whatever else going on, then it's just not realistic. So it's finding a business setup that works for you and a money goal that works for you and what you want to achieve, whatever that may exactly. be. Yeah, yeah, stop comparing yourself to others. Mm. And also appreciate that lots of people who say they're earning seven figures aren't. Yes. I could, you know, I could tell you I've earned $40 million last year. You don't know if it's true. You're not looking at my accounts. So a lot of people lie. A lot yeah. of people don't tell the truth behind it. But to make a million, they spent 700000 Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't tell you about the support and the help they have in their life. Yeah. You know, that yeah. they can, that they have a nanny, that they have or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that, but mm. you need transparency. Mm. Yeah. But also, yeah, life is short. Mm. And if you are willing to do what it takes to make that amount of money and there is compromise, there is, there is an exchange. Mm. There is always an exchange. If you are willing, as I was at sometimes, to see my son in the lounge watching telly, being yeah. here on a, answering some idiot on Facebook's question. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah make that compromise mm. then great but it you know realize that it does there are sacrifices that you have to make and some of them aren't worth it and I know that now but I yeah. didn't know that then <laughs> yeah well, that's right you learn that along the way don't you what's you do, you do. what's worth it and what's not yeah well you yeah. answered my question about what does 2022 look like for Kate Toon and making money so you've answered that one for me so my last question is going to be what advice for women who haven't yet got a handle on managing their money in their business, what would your advice be their first couple of steps to start getting their heads around it? I think no matter what stage you are in business, whether it's your one day in or one year in, you need a proper accounting software. Yeah. Um, you need something that organizes your money into different pots and you can see where it's going and raises good invoices and integrates with your bank account yeah i think the next step is to not have all your money going into a joint account with your partner mm -hmm. have it going into your own account preferably a business account yeah. um and all and if, if possible set up accounts for different things so you can draw out a salary have a different pot to keep your tax saved in yeah. and if you're a sole trader you know that that pot where you're keeping your tax could be a offset account for your mortgage and help you pay it down you know yeah. you can't do that if you're a company so the base you know the mechanics of it getting a good software platform organizing your bank accounts so that you're clear what's yours mm. you know, don't have it going into one account it's just the worst yes. and then you know thinking about hiring a good accountant or even a bookkeeper yeah. um doesn't have to be a lot of money you know like a couple of hours a week of a bookkeeper is not going to kill you and if it's not your area of expertise yes yes don't bumble about because money isn't funny mm. getting into debt with the tax office is not funny not being able to pay people is not funny you can mess up your website you can do a bad post on instagram mm. you can send an email to the wrong group of people mm. but if you get in debt it's horrible and terrifying and miserable so yes. if the one thing to spend money on is not that fancy new brand or mm. that kiki k stationery spend yes. it on an accountant spend it on a bookkeeper yes um and, and I've, it's not sexy money can be sexy when you're making it but it's not sexy at first it's scary and it's boring mm. but it's good businesses are boring that's yes. the truth yeah. <laughs> um, so that would be my first advice. And, you know, I do think you read profit first. For me, that was a game changer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be my my four tips. So software, bank accounts, bookkeeper, profit first. Yes. 
Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's been so good talking to you and, um, you know, just getting to spend some time with you, really. As I said, I'm yeah, a it's been fun. So, Hashtag um, mammoths. Don't forget yes, the mammoths, Sonia. Absolutely. That will be in the show notes for sure. <laughs> and on Instagram. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. It's been lovely to talk to you. And I think your mission is a really important one. And so I'm really glad. I, I begged Sonia to be on our podcast. I forced her to have me on. Um, <laughs> Because I think it's so important that we talk about this more and um, especially women. So hurrah for you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited. So this will be out, um, yeah, on the 18th. So I look forward to it. Thanks, Kate. Inspired to take action? Head on over to our website, blossomingbusiness.com.au for this episode's show notes and access to all of our resources. You've been listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. I'm Sonia Belzarolo, and until next time, keep striving to make finance fun and money matter.